met a really nice group of girls and we used to all go at 7.15 in the evening together and I knew if I went at 7.15 I'd see the same girls mm. so I could get my confidence up mm. and by mistake once I went at 6.15 and it was full of all the young guys you're kind of right, talking okay. about and I just felt like I can't keep up and as much as everyone's lovely and it's all as you joke high fives and things <laughs> at the end and you know everyone the the really nice thing about CrossFit is that you know whoever comes last they get the biggest cheers all oh, that okay, idea cool. if it is something that's for time Way, you know you're the shittest no it's not like that because everyone <laughs> Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. Hello pod pals. Is this recording? It is recording. Normally you get a wee... Did that you hear that? You just obviously didn't hear it because yeah. you're useless. It did do that. See? Oh, I never heard it. Maybe you're set up shite on mind. Maybe you're just fat. Not as fat. Not as fat. <laughs> Substantially less fat. Twenty two right. pounds less fat. This is a solid start here, guys. Well played. So <laughs> welcome to Gains and Pains episode twenty one. He says not confidently this week. I know us. We always guess what one it is. Oh okay. Yeah, so we'll Fair get enough. to you in a minute. Okay. Pipe down, love. Jesus, you're well. wrecking the place now. Here for two minutes. We add a, a woman into the mix and look what his arms. All goes to shit. <laughs> so, shall we introduce our special guest, Scott? Not <laughs> Scott, our special guest. Aye, well, our oh, special I'm guest, I'm Emma Wilkins. Hey. Hello. Hi. You alright? I'm alright, thanks. Good. How are you? Our number one Good. abused listener. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anyone who's a regular listener to the podcast will know that Emma is the constant brunt, butt, brunt of uh, Scott's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of Scott's CrossFit humour, um, who very kindly volunteered to come in and train with us today and be on the podcast. Yay! So that's exciting. So we did some training. We did do some training. It How was, was it? How was it for you? It was quite sore on my legs, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good though. I really enjoyed it. So it was, it was good today. fun. It was, it was good right. fun seeing yeah. a crossfit, crossfitter do actual technique. Oh, oh there we go. There we go. I think in the history of my life, I've seen a CrossFit person do exercise. I've actually done it without having virtual sex with that ghost. There we are. Back to that again. Right. <laughs> right. I thought you should at least get that in early. You do oh. CrossFit, right? Do you know what he's talking about with this thing? Mm, I think I do actually. See, but I think it's the butterfly pull-ups, isn't it, that you're talking about with the? Aye. No, is it? Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a. It's like grown, grown men and women doing. A reenactment of like a five-year-old kid doing push-ups. No, maybe they just arms are locked out and they're humping the floor. <laughs> Something like that, Aye. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be more efficient for more reps. Right. Okay. I'm saying supposed. Because you're someone not, that can't do it. Because so. you're not doing it properly. Because you're cheating. Cheating. Mm. <laughs> Chin still goes over the bar. It counts. <laughs> more importantly, you get your coffee cup, Emma. Oh, well done. I'll get that. There we go. Oh. That's really awkward. I'm having to hold my microphone today. I don't usually hold my microphone. I feel weird. Extra gains. Oh, good shout. There we go. Let's need to cuddle it. In between every sentence. There we go. Right, don't spill the coffee on the laptop. Thank you. So, Emma. Yes. Tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, What's your story? What's my story? (laughs) Well, 
Uh, do you want to know about CrossFit? Or yeah, do you right. Want so, to know? <laughs> yeah, backstory. How did you get? How did you get into training? So, I suppose I always did some form of training. Like when I was at school, I used to be a dancer actually, and uh, then I went to college and discovered drinking and yeah. put on a little bit of weight and uh, didn't maybe feel that great about myself. So, joined a gym, did all the Les Mills stuff for years. Uh, did the, spend, oh, did whoa, 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 Back it up, please. Back I'm giving fuck you more it. ammo oh, now, aren't I? <laughs> you God. did what now? Those noisy fuckers at SFN and all that? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Pump it up, yes, go. <laughs> Three, two, Lord. one, pump. Yeah, no. so. man. I have to admit. They I'm... are noisy, noisy people. Oh. Do so what, 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 did you do, what did you do there then? What was that? I did all, well, I used to be a member of Nuffield's gym, so I did like body attack, body pump. Metafit, all Scots favourites. Oh, um, oh, that's the checklist right there. Do you know what? We're going to do Bingo. the one in, one out. So Emma's came to visit today for the podcast and I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> right, so you did so all that. So I did that. all of that and then I had a PT at Nuffield who was absolutely fantastic. She right. was really good because I just I kind of wanted to get fitter and stronger and wasn't feeling very good about myself. So she made a huge difference and taught me how to squat and deadlift. But from that, she said, oh, I think you should try CrossFit. You'd be quite good at it. Um, and then it took me literally a year to get the confidence to go to a CrossFit gym because particularly at that point, all you saw on the internet was like the, I don't know if anyone's seen the Netflix documentary. Yeah. It's like the fittest uh, on earth. And so you think that you're going to yeah, walk in where everyone's knocking out pull-ups and snatching 100 kilos, 200 oh, kilos straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So I eventually, finally got the nerve to, email CrossFit Glasgow and say hey I'd like to come and try a class went in and that was it started off training three days a week then four days a week then five days a week oh. then six days a week so Flipping and I'm slope. totally hooked so, six yeah. days a week yeah that's six days quite a week. intense so at our gym we've got like two training programs um CrossFit Glasgow for anyone that's interested it's just Check in the CrossFit Glasgow whoop whoop <laughs> just trains better <laughs> no CrossFit Glasgow <laughs> <laughs> So it's just in the railway arches on Commerce Street. So we've got two arches and they run two separate programs. So Arch 1 does kind of general CrossFit classes all day and then Arch 2 is a competitive program and we follow more of a kind of structured training program. So it's six days a week at the moment, which cool. is really good, but it's really tough. Cool. So are you just sitting there playing with your V-knob? Yes, I am, Scott. Okay, just checking. Just what you'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> no change there. Nope. Um, yeah, so how long have you been doing... I think this is just four years this summer yeah four years so So presumably it's safe to say CrossFit much more enjoyable and beneficial than body pump yes body pump (laughs) is not good (laughs) for your body (laughs) so I think you mentioned it a few weeks ago actually in one of the podcasts didn't you about it's just it's the (laughs) only thing that will rile me more than CrossFit CrossFit, yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just brutal when you actually look CrossFit, you do have the instructors there, to an extent, keeping an eye on you. Some of the, like yeah, you we have maybe two or three coaches in the uh, bigger classes as well. So. Actually, but, but you go to some places like Bella Houston and they've got like 200 folk in a hall and you've got one mm-hmm. instructor up on the stage with a headset on, a wee kind of mouthpiece mic and they're screaming away and they're more concerned about doing their own thing and looking cool in front of everybody. Yeah, definitely. With Rather than connect, um, yeah. correcting anyone's technique yeah. or keeping people safe and and I remember going there once and I remember watching the class about 50 minutes before I was due to train um, I was teaching martial arts there and I looked and they were all just I think they were doing like a kind of legs and back set 
on body pump and they're all doing their deadlifts and rows and they, they all look like Gollum. They were all hunched over. Uh-huh. And like, it made Gollum look like Rich Fronin. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> in terms of how athletic they are and the correct technique and you're mm-hmm. like, Jesus. And you're looking about and you're going, why is the instructor like, easily 70% were all doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And the number of folk that I've trained over the years, you come in and you see them squatting and you go, body pump. Hi, how do you know? Half you rep as well. You only have to go like... Aye not even anywhere near parallel oh, really? yeah they just because you have to do it in time of the music so <laughs> then there's only so unless <laughs> there's only so deep this? you can go <laughs> yeah it's basically really? like squatting oh. and maybe push press or something in time to music so and the, when they do their squats it's, it's as if you know that way you see a wee toddler they just learn to walk and they're kind of waddling along and then they look down in the ground and they kind of look and they kind of bend over so instead of actually squatting down they just hinge at the hips mm-hmm. so there's like a two degree knee bend and then it's all just total torso. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they look down at the ground and then back up. And they can't squat for shit. Jesus. Yeah, I think and then a lot of people get injuries from it, I think, Aye. as well, because yeah. you just, there's that no Zumba. control over that. and Zumba. <gasps> I used to love Zumba. I mean, uh, <laughs> Zumba's great. Uh, and now this is not aimed at you. Okay. That's <laughs> not aimed at you, right? For, for once. once. For once. <laughs> <laughs> but Zumba's great if it gets all the big fatties off the sofa and get them up moving. Oh, well, I was going to say anything that gets people moving. moving. Yeah. Yeah. And particularly, there's a lot of women out there that wouldn't have the confidence oh. to go to like a strength and conditioning class. Some instructors or I know so. they're good, and if it sense it, they, they, they make it fun and enjoyable. So, if MD, like you say, they might be, like you said you had to build up the courage mm-hmm. to try and uh, message CrossFit Glasgow, and it's the same idea for some of them. Their their big journey, or big step was trying to get into yep, a Zumba definitely. class. So, mm-hmm. fair play to them, brilliant, but. You then get the Zoom instructors that you can go and do like a one or two day course now. Oh yeah, I actually looked into it. <laughs> so this is genuinely about 10 years ago because I used to, to be a dancer that yeah. I was like, well, here we go. I could go and do it. But it's literally a weekend course. I haven't ever did it. So <laughs> I kind discovered of, kind of real fitness after that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's literally just a weekend course uh, and, and follow some tapes and make up a routine and that's it Aye. But we've talked about this before in the podcast it's like that seems to be the case for a lot of instruction when it comes to like any kind of fitness stuff whether it's PT or mm-hmm. class instructors and stuff yep. you need it's like the bare minimum level of uh-huh. qualification so then you're in charge of people's health and well-being Aye. and it's what we spoke about last week about if yeah. you get, like, the responsibility of a PT or a coach is that if say for example you were training today and, like, and you were arching your back really badly in a deadlift and I'm just going eh, just let it <laughs> go mind. that's cool yeah um, she's a crossfit, that's cool. There's plenty more. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he actually did. <laughs> <laughs> die, bitch, die. <laughs> but, but it's that way that you've got a responsibility that if you, if I'd done something that, and it wrecked your back, or mm-hmm. I never intervened at that point and it wrecked your back, that's like the rest of your life fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, there's a, I think there's a big responsibility that a lot of coaches don't really understand or see. Uh-huh. And it's like, there's a Zumba instructor that I knew and she was complaining. She came to me and goes, Scott, I need help with my squats because the rest of all my class, there's about 30 of them and 25 have all got knee, knee injuries. Oh, that's not And good. I'm like that. She's like, could you come to my class and watch? And I went, no, no, I want to see you squat. And she went, no, no, but my knees are fine. I went, I want to see you squat. Mm-hmm. And she went, how? And I'm like, just show me your squat. And straight away, feet out really wide, knees collapsing inwards. And it was yeah. brutal to watch. And I'm going, right. It's just heartbreaking, isn't it? Oh, you just want to rip your eyes out so you never have to witness anything like that again. <laughs> and I turned around to her and I went, the reason I want to see your squad is the fact that your class copy you. Uh-huh, exactly. And I went, I guarantee every single one of them are doing exactly what you're doing. 
So I don't need to come to your class and help you. Yeah. Just, yeah, bring your feet in, push your knees out, try that. Oh, well, it doesn't hurt anymore. Imagine that. I know, isn't mm. it? Next week, should a class on a Friday night, phone me at 10pm. Oh, God, Scott, all my guys were uh, were complaining that their muscles were hurting. I went, what about their knees? Oh, I said their knees were fine. Hi, <laughs> hey, no shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I, I mean, you get the insanity workouts as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, actually, I, I rented out my old gym. Uh, for the insanity instructor course. Oh, right, okay. Uh, by God, it was like really good car crash TV. <laughs> and the scary thing is, for this for the insanity course, you had to be a fitness instructor already. Really? Okay. For that one, you're like right. Okay. Fair enough. You've got some sort, sort of, of standards standard there. Eye. And then I looked. I spent the morning watching them. I'm going, no, no, no. They've got no standards. And it was the instructors like right, right, I, right, I do that, right? Okay, that's fine. Walks around the next group and didn't even. Like, right, Colin, I want you to keep your, your back straight on your deadlift, right? Okay, and move away. They never yeah, even yeah. stood to see if you were doing it right. Right. And then when they brought them back, brought them back out for their assessment at the end of the night, it was shit. It was like, what they had, you're sitting there and you're listening for, right, what she's taught all made sense. An instructor was mm-hmm. good, it was um, actually a pal of mine, brilliant instructor, everything she said, but then you're looking at your audience and going, they have not picked up 1% of what she's been teaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the she's like, woo, high five, good job, yo, yeah, woo. <laughs> high five and them all. There you go, you're all certified, go and run your own Off classes. You go, and then I think that's what I used to find as well, that when I went to classes at Nuffield, I maybe shouldn't say which one, <laughs> just in case. Other shit classes are available. <laughs> <laughs> that because I did quite enjoy going to some of those things, that it varied so much by the instructor, because to be fair, there's some really good people out there oh, who yeah, really I, care mm-hmm. and, you know, they do a brilliant job and then you'd go to another class and it would just be Aye. pathetic, you know. So when you went to the like all these sort of classes, what did you enjoy about it? The training aspect of it, the health and fitness aspect of it, or the social aspect of it? Not the health and fitness because oh, right, okay, cool. there was no social side to it. I think that's also oh, really? what I discovered going to CrossFit, which has obviously got such a community feel. Cult. Cult, okay, cult, whatever. <laughs> Community is that I don't think in all those years I was enough field I spoke to more than two or three people really? because you just went in, you did your class, oh, right, okay. and then yeah, there might be high fives at the end, but everyone just left right. and no, never chatted. It's like a false friendliness. Right, yeah, definitely. So, um, and then I think that was it. I mean, I started CrossFit. I was just looking for something more. I tried to do. Uh, a couple of 10Ks before that. Right. Anyone that knows me knows how much I love running <laughs> and how terrible I am at it. Like a little prancing pony. <laughs> Can't put my heels down, so I run on my tiptoes. Yeah, it's really bad. So, Is that not a pretty decent form, though, for running? Are you not meant to kind of run in the balls yeah, of your feet? Yeah, I'll just show you sometime. It's really not. <laughs> so if anyone that knows me is listening, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So trying to run a 10K on the balls of your feet uh, the whole way around fine. gets quite tight. I think we need a video for the Instagram page. I think so. This is a... Uh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, right, we'll yeah. film you okay after this. you can film me in. <laughs> the block. so that was i think because like i wanted to feel that with training you know that you're oh, um that you're progressing with something Aye. so the thought of doing and so many music musicals go into running as well so it's yeah, that yeah. you can get a time and you can get better and you can and try and work at something but then i realized that running wasn't really for me because so it's, it's just not good R- running has its heaviest waste of time it, has, it does have its place. It has its, it's place. minutes of my life I will never get back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if someone's trying to kill you, running is fine. I mean, there was a, I, think, I can't remember who it was. It was some kind of top sports professor turned around and said, 5Ks, 10Ks, great. Anything longer is shit for your body. Mm-hmm. And it just it just wrecks you. I could should have started to break down yeah. after a while, aren't you? I remember I'd done the Loch Ness Marathon. 
and I remember standing. Two things stood out for me. One, the asshole that pushed me into a ditch. <gasps> Never letting this go. Away. Have you not heard about that? No. Oh, don't get him started. Oh. This is really com- competitive sport, then, is it? Aye. Well, it's one way to take out the the competition. <laughs> <laughs> One of my clients who he's done fourteen Ironmans, he's oh, wow. sixty-five. He's mega Amazing. fit, old Richard, um, and he's. If I, I'll give you two hundred pound if you can do the marathon under four hours. Uh, easy. Uh, mile fifteen, I was sitting about an hour, hour fifty, hour fifty-five. Wow. Flying, feeling great. Yeah, that's good. To say. Overtaking folk on the hill, just cadence didn't change. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, I don't feel tired. This, <laughs> you know that rare training session you get where. You just don't get tired and everything feels good. No. No. Yeah, it was like you on the squats earlier, Colin. That's how <laughs> you were feeling earlier. Yeah, that wasn't me cussing and moaning every two minutes, was it? <laughs> I never cursing noticed morning, at all. Cussing and moaning as you picked up the bar for the <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> but I so mile 15 and point one, there's a water station. And I run along and they've got two tables, bottles with lids, bottles without lids. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I'm running up and I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab a wee bottle of water with a lid on it. And it'll last me for a few more mm-hmm. miles. And the next thing you know, here's, I need a lid. Lad. And he just this bald guy came in his forties came came out of nowhere and just pushed me out the road. Went flying into a ditch and both <gasps> my legs cramped up. Oh, as I hit as I kind of went down the ditch. That way you stamp into the ground to stop yourself mm-hmm. from decking it. And both legs seized up. And it took me another four hours and forty minutes to walk to the finish line. You had to walk. Oh I had my a guy God. in the pa- one of the paramedics in the bike kept driving past me going, Here son. You can't even. I'm I'm coming back for you in five minutes, and I'm putting you in the back of an ambulance, and I'm like, no, 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 no chance. <laughs> I'm, <not laughs> I'm finishing this. <laughs> I'm not having DNF next to my name. Yeah, exactly. Like, no. <laughs> no matter how slow it is, and at I least it's hobbled, a time. I hobbled in tears over the finish line, raging. But the other bit that really stuck in my head was standing right in outskirts in Inverness, the uh, starting line, and it was like ten thousand folk, and it honestly looked like it was an extra scene from like the Mummy, and it was all these folk just taped up they all looked like mummies like, it was like bandages mm-hmm. kinesio tape knee strap ankle braces good. and they're going wow just everybody was broken yeah ah, it's just that it's a hideous way to spend time ah. I've got utmost respect I just for don't understand how it. there's any like longevity in it yeah either especially ma- I mean maybe if you're only running as you say 5 10 k's but mm-hmm. if you're doing marathons like it's a really a I, d- I mean, I generally don't know. Is there any longevity in that, or have you just ruining your knees and your ankles and your hips? It, it and depends I, on the. I think it, it depends on your body, like the individual. Mm-hmm. There's some folk I know that wreck themselves, but a lot of people, the ones that are predominantly wrecked, are the ones that don't do a progressive training plan. Mm-hmm. But I knew a lassie who went out and basically done no training, and went and ran a marathon, and then was crippled in pain for about four months after it. And you're going, well, what? But you should have right. trained yeah. for huh? it. Yeah. Yeah. Train for it. And then you've got somebody like Aaron now who yeah. is training for ultras and he'll run a he'll run a three and a half hour marathon, then he can go out and run the next day because his body's adapted mm-hmm. to it. And again, it's that kind of progressive overload principle. Something even your training, you add a wee bit of weight on every week. Yeah, exactly, bit, yeah. Bit more like a few reps, etc. So your body gradually adapts, but too many folk they don't do the right training, their nutrition isn't the right. They don't do the right stretching or the supplemental work. Aaron's in here training with weights twice a week. Yeah. And he noticed when he done his first ultra, the Whiteley's Wind Farm. Mm-hmm. Um, out of about 500 folk, he came seventh. Wow. In his first ultra. <laughs> and he said he took off and with the leg work, we, I don't know, <laughs> I basically annihilated him for six months with <laughs> lunges, squats, thrusters, burpees, box jumps. 
because he told me it's Whiteley's wind farm. I'd went out and I'd already been out there with my kids before and there was a shitload of hills. Yeah, it's hilly out there. Now, mm. and he, he said the biggest difference he noticed was that his cadence on the flat stayed the same on the hill and the amount of ah, folk, he's like that, there's nothing better. Yeah. because they don't have... Aye. Because everybody's trained flat, so they don't have that strength, and then uh-huh. all of a sudden they're good from it. It's like, I was just overtaking person after person. That's fantastic. And the only people that beat him were, I think it was like British and European champions. So he's like, ah, this is great, I feel brilliant for it. But you've got to do the right training. Yeah. You've got to do the supplemental work to make sure your body's ready for it. Which Aye. I suppose is the same with any Aye. kind of competitive sport as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even you guys as musicians need to practice. Them well, this, yeah. this is yeah. it again, as you were saying earlier on, I think that's why a lot of musicians get into kind of, uh-huh. whether it's running or fitness or sport of any kind, because you do have that same attitude towards it. Of, oh, definitely. I want to practice this and I want to get better at it. Like for myself, I've been kind of playing more golf recently. Uh, I was out yesterday and it was just doing my head in because I was so shite at it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I've been really working hard at this and in the driving range I was alright and then you go out on a course and it's utter shit mm-hmm. but then it's the same as it's in the grand scheme of things I've only really been playing for like a month again so if you equate that to your own instrument if you have somebody who's been playing for a month you're going to be alright at times yeah. but then other times you're going to be total exactly. shit uh-huh. so yeah the, the the comparison between music and sports is a huge one that you can, you can draw yeah. I think that's why I got into so much from CrossFit into the Olympic lifting side of it mm-hmm. because from being a musician and used to working at something and you know um trying to get better constantly then i really like that there's so much technique involved and oh. that ollie lifting it's not just being strong it's yeah. not just it's pick a, it up and it down uh-huh. what, what kind of strong we describe that as i can't see it <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to be a primary teacher i can't see these things <laughs> Well, at least my job. Oh. <laughs> Answers on the postcard, people. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so if you know, you know. <laughs> rewinding a little bit, right? You've done all the body pump, body attack, yeah. and all that sort yeah. of stuff, right? You then go to CrossFit. Yeah. Nervous. Very nervous. How was it to start with? Like, how did you find it? Because like CrossFit has this kind of impression to the outsider of being like a total bro fest lots of taps off, uh-huh. young guys <laughs> just like testosterone fueled, or sort of early 20s uh-huh. Icelandic girls even that kind of elitist approach with some, you know, some yeah, people do yeah. get that and it, but again when you look deeper into the gyms they're just regular folks like yeah. Yeah. So how did you find it when you went so I, I'm going to admit when I very first went I was very cautious of which classes I went to and um, I met a really nice group of girls and we used to all go at 7.15 in the evening together and I knew if I went at 7.15 I'd see the same girls Mm. so I could get my confidence up Mm. and by mistake once I went at 6.15 and it was full of all the young guys you're kind of talking about and I just felt like I can't keep up and as much as everyone's lovely and it's all as you joke high fives and things (laughs) at the end and you know everyone the the really nice thing about CrossFit is that you know whoever comes last they get the biggest cheers all oh, that right, idea okay, if cool. it is something that's for time Way, you know you're the shittest no it's not like that because everyone <laughs> I think it's just that appreciation that everybody appreciates the, yeah, the, exactly, the effort you've put the effort in you've done the work you get the biggest cheer but I didn't just my personality I didn't have the confidence for that initially and so always went to this quieter class the coaches were fantastic as well and then gradually built on confidence and then obviously now I'm kind of don't really living in there right. six days a week living in there six days a week <laughs> with the 20 year olds with their taps off so. <laughs> it's kind of similar to the like I told you about that before Colin but when mm-hmm. I went to Russia yep with the for the kettlebells and um, over there and I basically flew to Russia and my instructor contacted me going yeah I'm not in St. Petersburg I'm in Moscow 
Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can same. you get a flight out here and I'll meet you? So, <laughs> jump on a connecting flight and it was like £20. Um, fly out to Moscow, he picks me up there and drives me out to this military compound oh, wow. for federal marshals. And he's like, I want you to blend in. Don't speak because they'll know you're not Russian. I'm like, okay, so we've got the kind of mess up, the kind of wee, kind of, it's all the wee kind of bunk beds and wee separate rooms, so that's fine. Wake up the next day in for breakfast and he's like, remember, blend in. You okay. shouldn't be here. And I went, how bad would it be? And he went, well, put it this way, if you get caught, you'll probably, nobody will see you again because this is for federal marshals. It's Russian, fe- like in a federal marshal police like that. Fairly badass then. Yeah. Aye. Straight yeah. to the gulag for you. And I'm yep. like, right, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, blend in, blend in, be cool. Walk into this big massive cafeteria and there's, and there's um, two to four hundred Russian athletes all gathering to compete wow. in different sports. It's basically all the federal marshals from all across Russia meet every year to compete in huh. almost like the CrossFit Games for federal marshals. So you've got that's amazing. Uh, it was really it was a cool idea because you could it'd be cool if you'd done it with the police or the, yeah, the fire, the fire services uh-huh. and they all get together. So it's like say for example you could have the federal marshals of St Petersburg competing in kettlebells against. Um, if we take it for Scotland, for example, you could have like Largs versus Greenock versus Glasgow mm-hmm. versus Paisley. Yeah. And it was to see who, and, and there was huge pride in it. And it was really cool that they had badminton, table tennis, rugby, football, all the, I think it's about 50 different sports. That's and they were all competing. It was really cool. Cool. With a shitload of money as prize money as well. Fantastic. And these guys are getting paid about 2000 a month just to train in their sport so that when it comes round for these games mm-hmm. they can be yeah. the t- top of their game the top basically, of the game so it brings yeah. the pride it's that kind of national uh-huh. pride and there's one thing I love about Russia is they value that kind uh-huh. of health and fitness Yeah. so it tells me to blend in with these guys and I walk into this big hall big cafeteria and there's these 2400 athletes all wearing identical Team Russia tracksuits <laughs> right <laughs> and me standing there wearing just a black Adidas top going <laughs> blend in didn't mm-hmm. get the memo for the kit <laughs> and he looked about and he went it's okay there's no official, like, official security staff here right you're fine today okay so we went to the kind of big sports hall for the kettlebell lifting and just watching all the guys warm up competing mm-hmm. even just watching how methodical they were their approach to training warming up competing was brilliant and it was guys from their like, 18, 19 year old who had just joined the services competing against guys that were 60. And they were up there and some of the 60 year old boys were just killing it. Mm-hmm. Some of the young ones were shit. And it's a mighty lift for 10 minutes, like I was telling you, explained earlier about what Kettlebell Sport uh-huh. is. And this guy gets up and he does seven reps in one minute and puts the bells down because he can't do it anymore. And next thing you know, about 300 people in this hall just gave him the most rapturous mm-hmm. applause ever. Like, and I'm looking about and... Did I miss something? I'm kind of going... Was it first to seven? Like, he's just been out. Like, it's as if he's just won a world title. Mm. And they turned around and went, no, no, no. We don't care what your score is. We don't care if you make the time or not. You get the respect for stepping on the platform. Oh, fantastic. Because we value... The kind of Effort the men- and... Uh-huh. Everything. We value the mental health aspect of having the balls and how brave it is you need to be to step up on that yeah, platform. absolutely. And it was just... It was a really cool approach and... In the UK, there's a lot of people that compete, and we've got that. Oh, I can't go to this fitness class, like you said, about that kind of. You're uh-huh, nervous about yeah, it. Definitely. People will get nervous about competing and stuff. Or I've got I've got some clients that don't want to go out running because they're, they're worried about somebody driving past and seeing them. Oh. And you're thinking that you know what? Just don't give too much weight into other people's opinion. But the uh-huh. fact that they were just like, no, no, we we respect that. It was cool. It's yeah. a really nice. And that's uh, the thing I like. I do. Oh, this is going to hurt me saying it, but it's one thing I do like about CrossFit is that they do kind of. 
He said he'd I liked know. it. Well, I've recorded this. It's fine. You can just cut oh. that out. I'll cut that out and send it to you, right? I'm pulling we the plug. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but that is, it is that. There are some that does the cult style, but there is that kind of community feel as yeah, well. Yeah, uh, that's a huge. Yeah. I think it was one of the documentaries. Um, was it? Was it clear to me? Too clear to me. Too, no. And um, and one of the gyms was talking about her about how bringing her in and they're having a barbecue and the Sunday yeah. and stuff and and there is that cool aspect. We had actually just this weekend our um, like in-house team competition and um, and it was just like a brilliant atmosphere and again it's that idea it's not about who's the best and who lifts the most or who's the fastest it's actually about we were put into teams of 12 and everyone mucking in everyone having a go mm-hmm. and you know you just appreciate people's effort it's not yeah. about who's no. the best and I think CrossFit does a lot to build that mm-hmm. and it is very accessible for people regardless of your level like the no. whole idea of it is supposed to be that you know your granny can do it right, so okay. when you go in and they have my, the my granny's dead sorry okay <laughs> i'm sorry um you go in and you have the workout of the day or the wad as it's called and the, the you know if it's got weights in it there'll be a recommended weight or there'll be a recommended they call it rx um number of reps and things like that but what they say with crossfit is everything is scalable so the workout changes to your ability no. so that everything has an option if you can't do pull-ups there's a scaling option if you can't do burpees there's something else you can do if you can't run right. if you can't lift the weight you do it at the weight that you can and i think they do a lot to make fitness really accessible for people cool. so so that my initial thoughts of you going in and everyone would be jacked and you know lifting heavy weights and knocking out the pull-ups is actually not the perception yeah, of I think yeah. the marketing aspect of it is all these jack folk uh-huh. but then uh, but then people want to look like that don't well, they so uh, that's uh, that, that a lot of that will come from like crossfit hq and that won't uh, it they're rich that uh-huh. but they've the actually changed that's so the crossfit games is this weekend i think uh, and so. and mm, uh, there's been a lot a big change with crossfit this year that they're trying to step away from it all being about the games and the the top athletes and they're wanting it to go back to its original roots oh, of right, actually okay. being for the people and because yeah. uh, obviously it's an American concept and right. America has even more issues than we do in the UK of overweight people oh, no, unhealthy I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Boris Johnson's going to bring us back up oh to I think so yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from there a fine specimen that he is right. so they want to go back to the sort of original roots actually of getting people moving better diet better Great. fitness better health so it's been an interesting shift this year mm. across it. interesting it'd be good to see them do that uh-huh yeah, because I mean that. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it, it, it to the outsider, me, it uh-huh. just does have that image of you look at any kind of CrossFit stuff, and maybe it's just because I'm following. It's what you, what what you see on Instagram and things as well. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you spend most of your day just looking at Brookends. Yeah, it's not a worst to be fair. Exactly. <laughs> uh, do you know who is better actually at following um, that? Who's the other one? There's many. Which one? Catherine Tavistotter. Tavistotter. Yeah. Annie oh. Thoris, Catch, no, Catching. One, yeah, she's ace, man. Mm. She's a monster. Oh but, yeah. yeah, it's their jawlines. <laughs> Some I mean, of them really? Are See, I've heard she, people say that before. Uh, See, I think they're bad. really feminine still. So, yeah. like, look at Brookens as well. Yeah, you the know. two of them, I think, kind of, yeah, they, they, they are actually. I think they've done a lot for, for women, ah. sort of body image wise as well. <laughs> that it actually it is okay to be athletic and. Ah. You know, it's been a lot of that kind of thing coming yeah, around recently. We've talked about this before, yep. right? So, from your point of view, you do a lot of training and stuff, right? You're pretty jacked. Maybe. You've talked about. <laughs> like, you seen some muscles going in your back today, huh? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Lats. Um, you've talked about this, like going yeah. into schools and stuff like yeah. that, and staff rooms, and just feeling like. 
Like I, I She-Hulk compared <laughs> to some of the, the, the other women in the staff room. It's, and like, it's something that I know I really struggle with and some of the other girls I train with do because you walk into a CrossFit gym, okay, I was saying that you see all kinds of people, but in our, particularly in like our competitors programme, women have got muscles. Mm. We've got biceps, we've got shoulders, we've got lats, you know, and, and amongst all the other girls, you feel great. And then you walk into your day job <laughs> and you either feel massive because the women are really tiny and non-muscular or cute or tiny because they're all overweight, you yeah. know, and it's a really something kind of struggle with almost like where do you fit in and uh, that yeah. because it's quite new for it to be acceptable that women have muscles you know yes. it's and the perception before uh, was, and wasn't that that was attractive so I yeah, there's been a lot much. of guys out there that are just assholes that don't want women to be strong yeah it's just the and they say you are gonna petrified. end up looking like men no guess yeah. what i don't have enough testosterone for That's that to thing, happen <laughs> so to any any women out there who are thinking of getting into kind of weight training or resistance training of any kind right and have that issue of I just don't want to get, get too big. big and muscly. What what would you say to that? It's not going to happen. Like I mean, and even these days, you know, I've got some biceps, I've got some shoulders. That's from four years of training. Like yeah. you're not going to walk into a gym. Like I train six days a week. That's why I've got some muscles. <laughs> you're not going to walk in, do two sessions, and come out like the Hulk. You know, it's just not going to happen. And I think for most women, we don't have the genetics to build no, that kind of. Yeah. If you don't have. The hormones flowing about your body. No, exactly. It's I mean, just... you, you've got your freaks like, and I mean freaking the nice boys, like Brooke Ends and stuff. That uh-huh. she talks about, she's got her kind of her mum and dad's genetic. Yeah, it's pretty. A lot of mothers jacked as well. Yeah, you know, well, you've got that. I mean, like, I was telling you about my daughter Abby this morning. Uh-huh. About we were watching her do a kettlebell snatch last week, and you just noticed it when she's straightening her legs out. You're like, you can see the wee muscles in her quads. No, just nice definition, but not like huge, massive. Uh huh, exactly. Robert Forsterman cyclist style quote. Yeah. <laughs> and she said to me the other day, Dad, Dad, see how you said you could see muscles on me? I, I'm not going to get really big, am I? And I went, No, not unless I sneak into your bedroom and start injecting <laughs> you with testosterone and like, all these kind of uh, steroids and stuff. You're not going to get. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Your everyday punt, I'll just get in and training. It's going to get uh-huh. fitter, stronger change the body shape to a degree yeah. but unless you are training six or seven days a uh-huh. week or you're a new elite level athlete like Brooke Ents or Catching whatever yeah, her name exactly. is uh, you have nutrition programs and yeah, everything to get their bodies like that as well you know optimal performance all the time Joe Public's just going to go this is good I feel better for doing this yay here's an interesting one right and you're <laughs> uh oh <laughs> brace yourself people <laughs> what have we not spoken about today Weight Watchers. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about Weight Watchers, yeah. You've actually not even mentioned That's it. That's true, actually. This is kind of nice. This is, this is like real life proof and evidence that somebody does listen to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. Our one listener is in the pod booth with us. For those out there that don't believe it, Emma has not been paid. <laughs> but, um, we have given her coffee, though. Oh, That's yeah. an incentive to anyone come and talk to us in the pod booth. That's a fair point. Free then. coffee. But no, um... This isn't directed at you, right? But okay. For oh, I know where he's going here. Do you? But for, for women that you know in CrossFit, what do you think? Where do you think I'm going? Oh, I don't know. Booty shorts. No. Booty shorts. Booty shorts. No, no but that is an interesting slide <laughs> we can talk about next. Um, <laughs> Let's sack your thing and talk about the booty shorts, <laughs> shall we? Um, menstrual cycles. Oh, that's here the other thing. Here we go. Obviously, when women get to a low kind of body fat percentage mm-hmm. and stuff, that can affect their menstrual yep. cycle. Some yep. of them pretty much go... And it yeah, it stops, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I know at the kind of extreme level with a lot of them, do you find that in Glasgow with, with some of the women that train there? or Not... Depending if they talk about it or not. 
not really, actually. I d no, I don't think it's something. I think you're... Oh, you okay? Uh, what are you okay. So I pressed the button in the GoPro and an alarm went off something. <laughs> I'm sure it's unconnected, but it freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what you do. Don't know. Press the red button on top. Yeah, getting your photo taken. Listeners, if you could that see that video. now. That was in video. <laughs> Great. This makes for interesting listening. Yeah, for everyone exactly. in this, this is the exciting stuff so that we do. So you don't start doing any dodgy videos. I think back to Scott's question. Yes. Okay, just to yes. Yes. Cycles, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> trust trust that menstrual cycles. I, I mean, I don't know many of the girls that it's affected them so much that it stopped completely. Yeah. It's more that we all end up in sync, and then poor coach when he has to coach. deal with oh. that. There was one week actually, um, Gavin, our head coach. Love you, Gav. Uh, <laughs> he. Uh, Jesus, I hope he doesn't like that. <laughs> He uh, had, I think, all 12 of the competitive girls cry on him in one week. <laughs> wow. So uh, I think he had to maybe change his approach a little bit on how he dealt with this. But it was probably mainly because we were just all hormonal, uh, all knackered and all yeah. hormonal. And there's a, there's a sort. Would it be better, Colin, to have them all in sync so you just have to deal with it all that yeah, week? Yeah, a couple of days and then that's it. Or have it spread out so you're only dealing with one or two at a time. But then you're constantly, constantly dealing with it. That's the old horse-sized duck, hundred duck-sized horses thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I know about. what you're talking about. Thank yeah. you. I have never heard of that. Would, <laughs> Would you, rather you rather be attacked by one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Yeah, see? It's uh -huh. kind of equivalent, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. What? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> It's not going to affect um, you. So. I don't know like, that I mean, many we've women. Got, we've got a lot. Of, we've got a big group of women in here that train uh, together, but and they're still no in sync. Oh really? But I don't know if it's we're together like six days a week. Uh, so they're only that maybe two to three days. Mm -hmm. But it's it's interesting though because you can you don't need to know them. You can tell when they walk in. Oh, really? Aye. Some of you go. Ah, hey, how's oh, it going? And they go. He can because he's a freak <laughs> <laughs> and loves talking about it. <laughs> oh, so does. But I think. Oh, come on, but I think it's a good subject to talk about, kind of, again, it's that kind of taboo subject when it shouldn't be. Uh-huh. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's something that women have to deal with with training that men mm -hmm. don't and all the other, like, uh, having done some weightlifting competitions, I know for me, I put on weight, can't do anything about it, you have to go and weigh in for a competition and you're two kilos heavier than you want to be. Ah, uh, right, okay. And it's just your body, you can't do <laughs> anything about it, so you have to cut shit. lower and... But they've yeah, got no control over it, whereas men, as, as certainly from the guys who compete with, they tend to say their body weight stays more oh. or less the same the yeah, whole time. I mean, you know, mine, within mine's... probably if you've eaten a lot one day or drunk a lot of water, but I suspect you two find your weight doesn't fluctuate. Nah, it's pretty much the same all the time. Yeah, well, apart the, from you're going, obviously you're just going down. You know. <laughs> but I mean, my body weight can change with about three kilos in a week, which Aye. is... Pain in the ass. Mine kind of goes up and down like each day, like overnight, but it always kind of averages out the same. I can uh -huh. go to bed, I can like, if I. That's because you got food, didn't you? Well, yeah, but even then, like, I need to eat a shit ton uh -huh. of food to actually see any kind of difference over a prolonged period of time. Uh -huh. Otherwise, it just averages out like in a 14, 2, 3, whatever else. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, you go, you go to sleep. Don't know, and then you have a shit in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and you're four pounds lighter. Um, yeah, but I over yeah. yeah, I can see what you're saying. No, you and do. You've got no control over that, and then that's. I mean, that, my last weightlifting comp, 
not even for that reason. I think I, I think from I was so stressed out at work and stressed out about the comp that I went to weigh myself on the Friday before competing on the Sunday, and I'd put on three kilos since Monday, oh, and I was like, shit, uh, like what am I going to do? Obviously, spoke to my coach. She's like, it's okay, we'll, we'll, we'll sort it out. You know, you're going to cut your water, do all that kind of thing, and then weighed in on the comp on the Sunday, and I was lighter than I was on the Monday, so I'd lost four kilos <laughs> in in forty eight hours. And stuff. but I looked the same. You know, it's not yeah, as if yeah. I'd lost four kilos of body fat mm-hmm. or anything. Nah, it was just. Kind of fluid retention yeah all that. Nah. and it's so frustrating that there's nothing you can the joys of being a female yay <laughs> <laughs> no there's, there's, um, I think we spoke about it before about the I think it was three athletes that were getting, getting selected for a competition and uh, their coach actually mapped out their menstrual cycle mm-hmm. and went like no 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 you, although you're the number one you're not going to compete because that's going to be smack bang so you're not going to be worth a button for that so we'll put you in and look to the other person when you're going to be in place I've done it with a couple of girls I've coached as well in terms of when you give them their, kind of, their hardest parts of their training just to get used to it when you realise that day three of their period is when they're going to be competing so they actually start to get used to it and go right I know what my limitations are uh-huh. I know how much I've got in the tank and it's that, not going to be a shock to the system and I never really know how much it does affect you because you never want to use it as an excuse but at I the same time yeah, suppose, you it know is. it's reality. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's so. women I've coached. Some of them, like there's a girl in here who just don't even speak to her. Don't even don't even put any weight on the bar. Nothing at all. Right. She's she'd be as well taking a week off. Really. And then Gosh, there's somebody bad. else that goes. Oh no, I feel stronger. And it's just it depends. It just depends on your body. Yeah, it just depends on on the, on the individual. I'm, I'm just much more likely to cry. That's my problem. <laughs> cry all the time. Same. Nothing wrong with that. We're all emotional in here. Oh. Did you press that button again? I didn't press the button this time. It wasn't me. <laughs> Car alarm. I know, I'm just hoping it's not my car. I don't know what my car alarm sounds like. Hopefully not that. Um, but, so, CrossFit. CrossFit. We know you do that. Yeah. You also do Olympic lifting competitions yes. and yes. whatnot. How did you get into that? Was that just an offshoot of the CrossFit then? Kind of, yeah. We had uh, an in-house lifting competition and I signed up for it. I hadn't really done any specific Olympic lifting classes. I'd just mm-hmm. done it within CrossFit. And um, Clet our Olympic lifting coach is fantastic and I kind of was like oh didn't don't, want don't to... get me started in Colette do you know Colette oh, well we've had an interaction have you uh, I'll tell you in a minute oh okay Colette if you're listening I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but she's fab and I think I signed up for the comps because I, did, I wanted, didn't want to let Colette down basically I was like oh go and have a go um and got a PR on I like power clean and jerk and a power snatch but didn't really know what I was doing and Colette <laughs> said to me and she was like you know you should actually do some lifting you've got a lot of potential with it so started going we've got like specific Olympic lifting classes right. so started going to those and found that my numbers initially shot up quite a lot because obviously some technique was then involved yeah. rather than just hauling it off the ground and <laughs> no punching way. it above your head you know <laughs> so um, so I followed the Olympic lifting program for a year before I started doing the competitive CrossFit program, but I still compete in weightlifting alongside it. And because I'm an old person, as Colin we'll outed me for the other week anyway. We'll get to um, that in a minute. Apologies for thinking that you were 40. I know. <laughs> said nearly 40. I'm to sure be, you said she's coming out to talk about being 40 and doing CrossFit. <laughs> almost 40. <laughs> so, with uh, weightlifting, you've got masters from 35, 35 right. upwards, basically. So, that obviously, um, makes competing. A, it's good because you're against people that 
we're the same age and it's not just I think being older it's also having life pressures and jobs and yeah, yeah. you know you're not a 20 year old that can maybe dedicate your whole life yeah. to Olympic lifting you've got other things it's going 20 on 20 when you've got fucking nothing else uh-huh. to do with your time and other so than the drink qu- the qualification totals are much lower as well uh, for masters because it's just not that popular yet particularly for right. women anyway there's a lot more men that do it but I think Olympic lifting's still not seen as something that a lot of women do and there's a lot of girls into it now but they're probably um in their 20s yeah, you know because uh, yeah. of crossfit it is becoming more popular uh, it's so it's definitely getting traction now so, so how many competitions have we done uh five maybe right. so i went to the british masters this year and came second all right so oh, shit. what about first i know second, <laughs> i'm gonna know i'm going second, for gold this year place for losers, Going for gold this year, <laughs> and I have a, a record, a Scottish record, which is clean jerk at seventy five kilos. Nice one. Which right for that's cool. Old people, you know, is good. I mean, <laughs> obviously, there's you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not a huge lift, but, but um, I mean, a Scottish record, a Scottish record, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. That's all good. Scottish to be proud record, of. So, so are you going to keep doing it? Do more? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Actually, it's good. The comps are good. And, well, yeah, and you only have to lift six things. You only have to do six reps. Ah, oh, that's the dream, right Colin, there. And Colin would love it. Colin would absolutely get on board with that. <laughs> See if you don't show up on Thursday night. I'll know you're at CrossFit Glasgow. <laughs> 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 sign up for that. It's like I, I know, you're into, reps, the, I know you're into the high rep stuff as well, <laughs> guys. But can I just sack that just and do the low rep stuff? Three really pretty reps, and that's it. Oh, they need to be pretty. Pretty. Technically, yeah. Colin. Pretty snatch. You only need to do. Is ugly as fuck. Technically, you only need to get for your total. You only need to do two reps. One clean uh-huh. jerk, one snatch. Yeah. Oh really? You I can could feel do that. Four. I could easily do that. Huh? You just have to make sure you get a snatch or else you bomb and you get zero. Mm. So you, most people play their first one a bit safe oh, just to get on the scoreboard. Right, okay. So not everyone. I don't know if I spend a few months just toying with my snatch. <laughs> get, get it looking pretty. <laughs> Man, I've seen there the, we I've go. Seen, I've seen the you toy with your snatch and it ain't pretty. <laughs> oh, simple things. Right. Um, yeah, that sounds great though. Yeah, it's really good. So, so how do you how do you find competition? Do you like the competitive environment? Because again, being a musician, we're talking about this the other week, uh, it was your suggestion in fact, yeah. um, being a muso is not a competitive thing really. No, not when, really. Well, not when, once you're into it. And you're, the performance side of things, you know, from being a musician though, I think I find with lifting, a lot of people don't like it because you walk out into a stage and it's silent all eyes and on there's you. people watching you. But actually, I think right. from training in music that's more familiar yeah yeah you know and i'll walk out and i'm really nervous but i know what to do to control it yeah someone that struggled with nerves for a long time as a musician as well then i kind of know how to get on top of it a bit more but Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't like the olympic lifting because it's like that whereas if you do a crossfit comp it's all way cheering and all that kind of thing so and i think because it's cardio any nerves you've got you can get out quite easily whereas right. obviously if you are only lifting six times it, yeah you need to be under control yeah you need to be under control because <laughs> it's not going to happen if you're not so so it must be a bit like that with the kettlebell because ah, yeah, so. it's, it's quality reps isn't it's it quality it's quality reps and it's again depends on the judge and the association some of them will let you away with anything but on the whole it is quality reps and it's uh, I like winning I'll, who doesn't <laughs> it's fun it's fun beating everybody else but it's I like the kind of, I like the kind of whole process of starting out six months away from the competition, planning out the whole journey, building up to it, getting the comp day, and just I like that kind of kind of methodical approach, mm-hmm. and then working towards something uh, and uh-huh. towards the goal, have something rather than just showing up and just going through the motions. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
doing what you need to do, work towards it, being freaky with the numbers and analyse it to the kind of nth degree. Because I didn't realise with weightlifting quite how any competitions I've done in Scotland have been quite small and there's not a huge amount of game playing or anything Mm. going on. And when I went to the British, it was obviously a much, much bigger comp and suddenly everyone was changing all their numbers. Changing numbers last year. Yeah, and I didn't deal with it as well as I should have done. Right. So I know if I go again, how to deal with it. Like, that's experience. That you know, it was the first time I'd ever yeah, been yeah. to a really big competition. But obviously, you, when you weigh in, you have to put your openers in. So whatever weight you want to open at, your snatch and your clean and jerk. But what I didn't realise is that everyone plays a game and they wait to see what everyone else is open Aye. with. And because uh, I was one of the bigger right, lifters, okay. I thought I was going to be lifting at a certain point. So we'd warmed up and Colette, you know, she's done lots of stuff. She knows what she's doing. But then suddenly people were changing their numbers. So I was ready to go for my snatch. And then there was another five people oh. and had to wait a very very long time and then uh, the whole group lasted two hours which is really shit. unusual for weightlifting so by the time I got to my clean and jerk I was just done it was like you know I think I felt like all my nerves and yeah all the adrenaline's gone almost by that point but that's the reality of competing so I feel like if I go next year I have to be prepared for that yeah ready for that you know and as you were kind of saying sympathetic the parasympathetic nervous system trying to see uh-huh. you're that heightened up like right let's go with adrenaline yeah if you can't if you know he's going to be a few of us you've got to take yourself away calm yourself down exactly. so you don't mm-hmm. uh, you don't burn out you don't almost burn out, aye. whereas when I was at the Scottish one where I got my record in November <laughs> did I mention I got a record <laughs> <laughs> I got to do my three clean and jerk back to back because yeah. all the other lifters were done so, ah, I, right, so okay. I was just kind of felt like I was just riding on adrenaline it was like because you get two minutes between lifts if you follow yourself and Colette was like, take your two minutes. I'm like, no, yeah. I just want to go. I want to go because you're... <laughs> I feel good for it. You feel good and you just go out and then that having to hang around ages yeah. between lifts is oh. really tough. <laughs> yeah, that's just uh, amazing thing, like isn't that, it? You might like the rest. You love the rest. The kettlebells is kind of different because you usually... Only three scenarios will really happen. You either be... You either have your competition up just before you. Okay, uh-huh. So usually for the kind of... For example, if we were competing, you might have, you either be up at the same time as your competitor, so there could be six platforms and you're all going at the same time. So you're going to need to be lifting, but you're going to have to keep an eye on everybody else's scores. Right, okay. Uh-huh. Or if there's a busy competition, somebody might be on after you or before you. So it's whether you've got to either... Just push to the you've got to just or? You've got to play your game, so you've also got to be kind of sensible as well, so you get... There's two strat- or three strategies. You can either play it really cagey and then hope that the next group that go up after you don't look at your number and go, I can beat that easy. Yeah. Mm. In which case, you've shafted yourself. Um, if you go too hard, you're just burning out and mm-hmm. you're thinking, well, I've just fucked it up completely. And now. do you have more than one event as well? Would you go and um, do, or would you just go to one? The jerk and the snatch, that if you're oh, doing biathlon, you've got those two. Uh-huh. Or if you do a long cycle, which is the clean and jerk, that's just one event. Right, because um, I know with CrossFit as well that when you're doing a comp in that, that obviously you might have five or six different aye. A events and B even movements within that. So right. you know your adrenaline's going. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But obviously you can burn out in two minutes, and yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. an eighteen like minute amrap. <laughs> but you're like, what am I going to do for the other sixteen minutes? You know. So, so I know in, uh, Milan last year I was up against two Swedish boys. Nick, I didn't know much about them until I seen the actual kind of event list, and I'm going right do a wee bit of research on these guys, right, that's their best, no best, that's their personal best, and folk go, oh, so that's what you need to beat, and I'm like, no, 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 if that's what, that's what they've got in the last year, there's a good chance they've added 10 to 15% on it, mm-hmm. like, oh, right, I never thought of that, and the number of people that get caught out thinking, I need to beat 80 reps, and they go out and they do 85, and the person that they thought was only going to get 80, 
has come out and done 90, 95, kind of uh-huh. added that wee bit on. Yeah. And um, so I done my kind of homework and the guys, and then I came out, and it was about thirty five degree heat in Milan at the time. It was no air con, air con in the hall. It was disgusting, and it was just trying to suss out right. Don't go. I was planning to go at fifteen a minute, so they me for one hundred and fifty reps in the ten minutes. And I thought that ain't gonna happen. If I'd went, if I'd stuck to the game plan, and I burnt out after four minutes with the heat, mm-hmm. so I dropped it to kind of twelve thirteen, and had a wee bit left in the tank for a sprint at the end. And the other boys, they ended up. I think one of them, I think I'd got one hundred and twenty nine reps in the ten minutes. Another guy had got I think ninety five. Another guy got eighty. So going into snatch, I knew that. I was already ahead by like 35 points but because it was ju- snatch you need that's only counts as half a point so f- technically he needed to beat me by 71 snatch right okay uh-huh. and I knew his personal best was about 170 you following us mm, kind I'm of totally it, lost yeah. <laughs> so getting into the second event they've got you know, the kind of score so he needs to beat me by so many points uh-huh. in the second lift okay. um, so went into that and I thought right did I go for my 200 and I thought nah there's n- if I just even go for a kind of conservative 170 180 that's playing it safe that I know I'm not going to risk dropping the kettlebell because there's guys that have done that before where they've went off at the clappers to try and really make sure they're going to win easy and they dropped the kettlebell and the other guys went this is easy and they've just coasted uh-huh. past them and I thought even if I get to 4-5 minutes and I'm still ahead or still matching this guy rep for rep he's going to have to do an astronomical number in the last 5 minutes uh-huh. which unless there's a miracle he's not going to do yep. so it's, there is a lot of tactics in uh-huh. it um, and that comes obviously for yourself with experience then isn't aye. it you know your first competition you maybe don't have that aye, just knowledge kind of like, but the more you do you know your own body aye. as well And every, every competition there's something different to take away from it and learn so it's, it's kind of interesting that way like you said about the looking at the changing the weights and stuff it can throw you out mm-hmm. because I think have you ever read Dmitry Klokov's book no mm-hmm. really interesting because that's what he was saying in one of the Olympics in the World Championships that one of the guys changed it and it kind of threw him the last minute uh-huh. and like, shit and he got for this now and he'd only kind of prepped for I think it was like 212 kilo stage throwing that shit in <laughs> and somebody had, at the last second had changed the number and he jumped I think he then played about with the numbers in the next mm-hmm. competition and he managed to kind of play tactics to and I didn't realise that, that that's actually a huge part of it you know even at Aye. amateur masters competitions yeah. Yeah. Tactics. that is part of it isn't it that Aye. people will say they're openers but actually they intend on going way higher but they want to see what other people are doing uh, and they think, oh, right, if right. I can push them, then they might bomb as well. And, oh. I guess interesting. It's, I, find it, I find it interesting when you go to a competition, especially if I'm not competing. I always like to try and sit really far away from it and just watch what's going on. <laughs> and it's really interesting to see the crowds and all that. And you see that if one person's uplifting for, say, one country, you'll see, say, for example, Scotland versus Sweden, you'll see pretty much 90% of the Swedish team not cheering the Swedish lifter, but over right in the eye, eye really? shot. Really? Oh, okay. Keeping keep an eye on the score and they're looking about mm-hmm. and they're, they're kind of cheering, like, oh, you've got it, and they'll just, they'll be shouting stuff. Not in a bad way to put them off, no. but they'll be shouting Heckling. stuff to the, they'll be trying to be supportive to the Swedish lifter, to uh-huh. their team. But the Scottish team will hear it. Uh-huh. They'll hear it and distract them and stuff, Ooh. and it gets, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> Are you allowed to wear headphones when you're competing? No. Why not? So you can hear the judges in case they need to give you any instructions. I would Do you get no reps? Oh, I have no reps. No rep, yeah, Aye. that's what they call. Aye, it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could be fucked with any of that. <laughs> that all sounds like you know, a I mean, proper headache. In your love of CrossFit, 
if you want to come and see a, a CrossFit comp. <laughs> no, I'd be up for oh, that. SFN. Don't worry, we will be there at SFN. <laughs> Dictaphone in hand. Oh, a Dictaphone's an no. early 80s. Late really 70s recording device. Kids out there. Again, um, showing maybe just year here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be there. Don't worry. Mm. Getting a wee post-comp interview with you. Yay. Cheated you on. Laughing at me, Don't probably. be shit. Kind Doing of dodgy pull-ups. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Like, what the fuck's that? That's not a strict pull-up. Um, no okay. rep. Since we've talked about age. Yes. How does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Colin. <laughs> how does it feel being old as fuck, Emma? I know, and I actually in our team being the oldest as well yeah right even so, worse. <laughs> oh, yeah right team so you, you're not as established you're not 40 yet no 40 right? in december <laughs> nearly there right so um as a 40 year old man myself um you do notice the difference because you can't bounce back as fast and yeah, all the rest I, of it but here's the thing right how many of your 40 year old pals or pals around your own age are in as good a neck as yourself that's a nice wee compliment there. Oh, thanks. Do you know what I mean? Do you also know, just like, insulted every single one. Oh, given her the platform, there's no real way for her to escape. <laughs> no, exactly. She's either going to insult herself or slag off all her pals. Okay, so your pals excluded because obviously they're all in tremendous physical condition. <laughs> of course right? they are. The average 40-year-old. The average 39 to 40-year-old person, right, that you went to school with or uni with or whatever mm-hmm. else, right, realistically, they're, they're, they're not... Certainly fitness-wise. Yeah, anyway, I don't want to say what people look like, but... Be brutally honest. People are won't be as fit yeah. or strong, definitely. Yeah. Particularly women, actually, rather than men. So, and, yeah, I think... I've You know, I'm probably fitter than I've ever been. I'm certainly stronger than I've ever been mm. anyway. Maybe my cardio's not quite as good as it was when I was a bit younger. <laughs> but I'm the strongest I've ever been, definitely. Yeah. And that's from hard work, training. So how how big a part of you wishes you'd put in the same amount of effort training wise now oh, when you were twenty? Huge I mean, we've talked about this <laughs> yeah. before that both Colin and I spent quite a lot of our twenties um, shit faced <laughs> in the garage <laughs> or in other dodgy pubs in Glasgow, yeah. <laughs> student nights and things like that. So yeah, I wish I ha- had discovered this when I was much younger. I mean, CrossFit itself didn't exist then, but there was plenty of other chain things i've always kind of kept myself don't, don't fit. you think that makes you feel old though when you say yeah ah, i wish oh, this didn't exist, didn't yeah. exist. no i know exactly <laughs> absolutely but then um, look, looking back though to to that sort of time though i don't other than like playing five aside my pals and stuff i'd mm. never even have thought of joining a gym or anything like that i don't like maybe it was just me i, know. I did i did gym membership actually when i was a student there oh, was really? a a women's gym at the bottom of Socky Hall Street. It's like a girls' only wait, one. Oh, you know wait, minute, wait, wait, wait. It wasn't called Curves, was it? No, it wasn't because that's Thank before God. Curves existed. But... <laughs> Final straw, CrossFit Curves. And oh, Les Mills. <laughs> no, I mean it was just a gym. You know, it was just a, a gym. And but I, looking back to the kind of things that, you know, I never had PT or anything. But obviously, one of their instructors, would you call them that, <laughs> gave you a, a program yeah. to do. And fitness has evolved quite a lot since 1999 <laughs> I think so oh. so I kind of had always maybe done something but I used to do a lot of swimming but never really trained yeah. properly and I think I wish I'd discovered this when I was a lot Absolutely. younger because I look at like we obviously I mentioned it earlier we've got CrossFit kids you look at these kids coming in and they're just phenomenal you think what are they what are they going to be like in five ten years what age time? does that start at? So it's preschool actually. It goes oh, really? oh, so they have a preschool class which to be honest looks like games and fun yeah, and yeah, yeah. a little bit like gymnastics almost as well. Right. 
and then CrossFit Kids I think must be like 5 to 12 and then they have teens which is more similar to the adult they start doing a little bit of lifting and right. some of the more complex gymnastic skills then and then I think at 16 you're allowed to join the adult class that's great though so. I think that's cool stuff because it's about trying to get I think the important thing now is that everybody you speak to a lot of grown ups and they go oh I'm going to a gym working out oh, it's like, yeah it's, it's a negative it is that's yeah it absolutely is yeah Rather than, I'm always like, yeah, I'm going to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I'm not like that all the time, obviously, because he's here, but... But we are. <laughs> Dick. Oh. oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. That's still clammy and sweaty. Uh. <laughs> um, I mean, I picked my kids up on Sunday morning there. I had to Brody, right, what do you want to do today, mate? Can we go to your gym and play? Oh, fab. And it's, uh-huh. he's five, and you're thinking, right, that's cool, that's what you want. It, it should be a play. You come in, you can play and have a laugh. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the three of us, we had a good wee training session there. Like, sweat was pulling off as all, but... We're having a laugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's too many folk, and it's. I was talking to Richard about it this morning, that too many folk don't make their training fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. You think about, I ah, would do this to be healthy, but it's also a stress relief. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's so, a huge part of it for me, actually, as well. And the so. moment, if you start becoming obsessed with your reps, your weights, your sessions, I have the goals, but don't be totally restricted mm-hmm. by them. That, I mean, <laughs> I know you went home in a half one day. when um, Half? Doesn't sound like me. <laughs> when your good lady Fee Somebody was complaining else. that you were in a crabbit mood because you missed a lift and I got it I got it. Oh yeah, that's fair. That's but then right. that fuels you to work harder the next time. Oh it does. Oh. You have to give him one now and again, do you know what I mean? He's pish at most things, so you need to throw him a bone now and again. Uh, <laughs> but it's some folk that they have one bad session, that's it, oh I'm shit and they feel like, and then you see their mental health totally spiraling mm-hmm. downward. Yeah, going, it's finding that balance, yeah, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's fine. Yeah, you you need to you need to enjoy it. It's like anything. Right. If you enjoy it, you're going to get more out of it. You're uh-huh. going to put more into it. More to the point. Uh-huh. Whereas if it's a total negative thing, you're going oh fuck, and you go to the gym and you see it in like f- Facebook posts oh, all the God, time. Yeah. People just going oh, I need to go to the gym. I can't be bothered. I just want to sit and fucking and drink or whatever else. You the know, the wrong gym program uh-huh. for you. Whether yes. you're going to you know a pure gym and on a treadmill for half an hour or Aye. you're going to CrossFit or you're going to Kettlebells whatever if it's making Aye. you feel like that that's not the right cool program thing. for you so one of the guys I trains a dog behaviourist oh, and cool. it's mm-hmm. really real, we've loads of we totally geek out and all the kind of behavioural stuff um, and he was talking about the kind of the kind of four laws or the four kind of behaviours that we go by that you're either want to keep something that's positive or makes you feel good or you want to go towards it mm-hmm. and then other two you've got is where you're going to either remove something negative or remove pain or avoid it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's when you look at those kind of four behaviours so many folk that are miserable and they're are actually kind of going against it that oh I hate going to this gym well, if, if you hate it why would you go towards something you hate yeah exactly mm-hmm. why not aye, it's do something like about self, it aye, yeah. it's self-destructive mm-hmm. and it's same with diets mm-hmm. it's like well it's like, oh but this diet works well my friend aye because look, intermittent fasting works well for my wife Kirsty because she loves Look, she hates breakfast. So what? And I best like, meal of the day. Work, she <laughs> likes it at the weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> she likes it at the weekend if she's got time to get up. Make More like a brunch almost. Aye. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of like a kind of brunch style, and it's whereas during the week at work she likes she's like oh I couldn't stomach breakfast first thing in the morning. I'd rather just have a coffee and some water, and then I'm not hungry until lunch. And I went mm, that's you. Yeah. Me. I'd probably stab somebody if I don't have something to eat by 8 o'clock in the I morning. I would be violently yeah. sick by the time I got to my car in the morning. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. So not, it's, I might kill a child at school or something if I didn't have breakfast. Frowned upon. Can't I can't wait to hear about your first week. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I'll have my breakfast, I'll be fine. I'm like all super positive and sunshine as long as I've eaten. <laughs> 
Kids, oh, shit, Miss Wilkins is angry again. I know. Miss Wilkins hasn't had her breakfast. <laughs> Kids just but sitting there with an emergency snack bar in your face. Protein bar, Miss. But so many folk, look, all diets work because it's, they've all got the same thing. It's a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. And the reason some work for some and not for others is because it suits their kind of behaviourals. Mm-hmm. The ones where it works is because it suits their behavioural pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that way if, they're do, if they go the total opposite where if you get, I was saying to Kirsty the other night there, that if you get some diet saying, oh no, you must eat breakfast, lunch and dinner. Well, if you then force yourself to do that, Kirsty, what you're probably going to do is, you're probably going to put yourself into a calorie surplus now. Uh-huh, overeat, and then you go like that, oh, I put weight on with this diet, this diet shit. No, no, it didn't suit your behaviour because you don't need breakfast mm-hmm. to function. And it's try to find it. And the same with training. Mm-hmm. Well, Richard, who's 65 this morning, I was telling you about the guy who's done the 14 mm-hmm. Ironmans. He's, he's like, oh, Scott, I love I started going out and just having fun at the weekend now, like, um, or even during the week, if my wife Liz isn't finishing work till later on, I'll go out on my mountain bike, and I've started going over the green at Cut, uh, and I've hit all these wee dirt tracks now, and I'm, lift, I'm throwing my bike, my mountain bike over this fence, and I'm going down these wee country roads, <laughs> bouncing about the place, and he came in with a big scrape up his thigh last week, because he he'd hit these kind of, um, all these kind of cobblestones and all that, and came flying off the bike, and he's like, oh, it was great fun, and he went, I was out for four hours, and you think, four hours of exercise, pedalling up and down hills and mountains, had and a great day. And uh-huh. he's not even, th- it's not a workout, uh-huh. but yeah. it's still exercise. And Definitely. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong, is that they, in January I went off my head because there were all these folk going, oh, I'm going to start running, but I hate it. Don't fucking do it then. Why? Go and fucking do something you enjoy. That's kind of back to what I said earlier. Like Aye. I was yeah. looking for something, I tried doing 10Ks, I'm oh. not a runner, I didn't enjoy it. You find something else. Yeah. You know, yeah. It makes you... There's so much physical activity out there. Uh-huh. There's something for everybody. Definitely. And I think one of the things I, just from being a teacher as well, feel really strongly about is that it is worse for girls than boys, but you see ah. so many teenage girls just fall out of any kind of sport or fitness, mm-hmm. body image problems, ah, health problems. And I can't remember the numbers, but there's supposedly there's statistics done about the number of girls that do sport up until the age of between 14 and yeah, 16, and say. then it's... Something like a 90% decline. Uh-huh, it's, it's huge. It's frightening. It's terrifying. And again, like not to keep plugging CrossFit, but it does do good things Aye. for that because you do have, all, you know, all the CrossFit superstar girls you mentioned earlier. Yeah. They're really positive role Aye. models well, this for is women. It. They're not just like some random stick thin bimbo on Instagram. Uh-huh. Got forty thousand followers just because they like they do taking pictures. They do it every day. Yeah, post exactly. five, five videos and them doing different angle glute bridges. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Body workout. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas you do, you see a lot of like all the Brooke Hens and all these uh-huh. sort of folk, they are just like it's training videos and it's just yeah, exactly. um, actually with the pals lifting, and just uh-huh. being normal. Exactly. But being exceptionally good at And there's such do. good role models for girls because yeah. I just um, think there isn't a lot of that out there. I'd love to do a pilot scheme in a school, like in a high school. Where they wouldn't let you in a high school, mate. I hate to tell you. Need a disclosure. <laughs> I get never nothing. getting one of them. <laughs> I pull up to high school. <laughs> but I'd love it if I wouldn't say a hundred million. I'd approach a high school and go, Do you know what? I'm going to build a fitness and strength conditioning suite, like sprint indoor sprint mm-hmm. track, like not a proper kind mm-hmm. of sports hall. Uh, with strength conditioning, all your squat racks, Olympia, and actually put every single kid on a strength conditioning program mm-hmm. throughout high school. It'd be amazing to see. Does the US have that? Don't yeah, they? A lot yeah, of the yeah, high schools have it because uh, every US high school has yep. got like they've got the running track, they've got sports scholarships. Yep. And honestly, man, there's like a lot of high schools in Scotland, like Park Mains, um, around the corner from me when it all got all, all get done up. 
huge facilities in there. That's the kind of community sports hub, so it's got mm-hmm. a fully kitted out gym and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. They've got like um, 4G pitches outside the running track and all the rest of it. The problem is the, we're the best well in the world. A lot of the PE, PE teachers in these places don't have the slightest fucking clue no. what they're doing, mm-hmm. unless it's like teaching football or rugby it's or something. Stuck, it's then, stuck in the dark ages. Ah. And I have, to, you know, I have to be really careful what I say, changing Obviously. jobs. <laughs> Going into primary teaching now, but it must be so... I love doing. I love teaching PE on my placements because mm. passionate about that kind Hi. of thing. Anyway, but it must be so hard if it's not your thing. And yeah. like when I was my last placement, I was doing primary one, and uh, the PE program was given to me. And I took one look at it, and then I phoned my friend that coaches CrossFit <laughs> Kids and went, "What would you do with five year olds?" And she gave me loads of Hi. games and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, yeah. I have the confidence from just a tiny bit of knowledge mm. to go and do that. But if you're someone that's not athletic or got like, any background, it's uh, really it's intimidating. Yeah. It's, a total it's really hard, and they're expected to do that. I get that in the primary that, so. situation, but like when you go to secondary and you've got dedicated PE staff, uh-huh. they should be doing better things with the facilities they've got in a lot Aye. of these modern high schools. I mean, and they just they don't mind. I was going to Kirsty's nursery and doing the early years movement stuff, and it was kids. Oh. One wee girl, oh, we Lucy, yeah, she was ah. Oh, she was just awesome and she turned around and went why should girls do exercise I thought that was just for boys Jeez. see by the end of uh, four weeks she was sitting she had everybody, I would say get there for 10 o'clock in the morning she had everybody all the, the wee group I was working with uh, in a contest group she had them all rounded up with her shoes on ready to go outside fantastic <laughs> and, uh, and then kind of like we'd done a kind of scoring system just to just kind of score the quality of movement and they <laughs> all went through the roof and they were all like, Kirsty then phoned me the next week. She went, really? See, I just asked if she could actually start teaching the yoga to the whole group. <gasps> so she was awesome. like four, four and a half, and she was getting the yoga mats for a day. And all of a sudden, this girl who had thought exercise was, was for, for boys, boys was like, oh no! And I was getting them doing bear crawl, squat jumps, mm-hmm. just get on their hands and feet, jumping, crawling, <laughs> running. They love all that kind of thing. Stuff, yeah. love it. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just majority it's just anyway, but. And then they have no mobility issues, like back to the old thing. When you're five, like your body does all that stuff a lot yeah, easier totally. than it does. I went into uh, Penny Primary School. We teach martial arts once. And primary one, only I think two kids could touch their toes. Jeez. Primary one. There was about six of them couldn't get their hands past their knees. Mental. Because they sit slouched all the time just playing. Oh my goodness. And it's it's terrifying. so bad. But... Um, no, I mean, primary schools are stuck to dark ages with what they teach for movement. High schools are it much better, to be honest. They're so underutilised in terms of what they but could be doing. Primary's very much down to the teacher, I think. Yeah. If you've got, yeah. in a school, people that are into PE and it can be shared out and things like that, it can be great. Mm-hmm. But I obviously don't have enough experience in secondary, other than my own experience, which yeah. was what put me off sport for a long time <laughs> yeah, so you know a lot of people well, on that it was all netball certainly. and hockey and if you weren't good at netball and hockey yep. my certainly some of the staff at my school were not interested it didn't matter if i could swim or do gymnastics or anything like yeah, that I, it was all about team sports and not yeah, interested totally. so right i hate to be anyway. a party people here trips <laughs> but we're gonna need to wrap this up i'm afraid because i have to go and pick up my child um this has been fun. Okay. It's been good. It's been Thanks nice. for having Talk me. Talk for another hour if we had the time to do so. We need to get you back in again. Okay. Uh, do we? Uh, nah, I'll, I'll just be. <laughs> Can I write the programming next time? Yeah. What's up? That? That's Can fair. Can I write the programming next time? Ooh, okay. that's fair. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not getting involved. Um, <laughs> so thank you, Emma. Thank you for having me. That's Go all right. This has been good fun. Been um, good. 
where can we find you, Emma? Oh, well, if you want to watch some really average videos of CrossFit or Olympic living, uh, at Emma C. Wilkins on Instagram. Cool. I am at Drummer Chimp, also on Instagram. And I'm at Just Train or Scott McLaughlin Performance Training. And the podcast is Gains and Pains underscore G52 or some bullshit like that. Something like that. Presumably, if you're listening to this, you, you know, know how to find it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, if anyone else wants to come on and guest and be crammed in a tiny cupboard with us, <laughs> so feel free to get in touch. It's not tiny, it's compact. Cozy. It's compact and bijou. It was like fucking tiny. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. So give us a shout. Anyone's got any suggestions for future episodes? Also, let us know. Okay. Uh, and that's about it. Don't think there's anything else to add, do you? No, that's yeah. it. Thank you again, Emma. Thank, Thank you. you. I don't know why I'm waving to you. Thank I'm just going to switch ourselves and talk to you again anyway. <laughs> right, bye bye, pod Hi. people. Yeah. See ya.